This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Australia will weather this current virus storm. The nation will emerge from its darkest hour with time on the clock to score a win. There will be a golden dawn. New heroes and life will blossom across our land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on and pat down for bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven and the leading light of long shots, H.G. Nelson. Let her rip, H.G. Yes, uh, TF Much, Cedric Espen, Sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's the power and the passion of the Sumpster, camped as always in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, quickly a note from our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, who sadly this week alerted me to the fact that 1.4 million Australians are now in need of food hampers weekly to keep the wolf from the... uh, Stomach door, so to speak. The Knights now this week have a call out for root vegetables. Obviously, with the winter still, uh, uh, well, it's a, a very mild winter in certain parts of Australia. But anyway, winter coming across the nation. Soup is on the agenda for many. Uh, the Knights are hoping that 7.6 million tonnes of pumpkin, potato, sweet and parsnip can be dropped off at the Knights HQ and outlets over the next three months until the spring. Now, I was talking to the people at MasterChef who know what's going on. And I did notice that the um, Plate of Origin show is lurking in the wings and so once MasterChef is over, food freaks, don't worry, there'll be something for you on the TV with Matt and Gary and Manu back again uh, swinging the big knife and fork. Anyway, the, uh, the MasterChef people were saying that parsnip is come back in a big way this year and is, they're, they're describing it to me as the king of the root vegetables. It's back on the menu and exciting people once again. That's parsnip. So if you've got a few parsnips growing and you don't need them, uh, you know, hurl them the night's way. Job uh, keepers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side and footy season 2020 for another blast of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics. Buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders looking for another role of mad football freaks. H.G. Nelson opening the blindside dig for another 7-7. Seven, seven. What a magnificent week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough, except if you're in Victoria, where the murderer has finally got his way and killed football stone dead. He's moved it completely out of the state. No surprises there. And what remained is being torched with Roundup as we speak. And incidentally, blindsiders, how does he get away with it? I'm not talking about the murderer. We know how he gets away with it. I'm talking about Volanders. The word Volanders, remember, translates roughly from the ancient Greek as fully stacked trouser. That's what Volanders means to the ancient Greeks, loosely translated as fully stacked trouser. Yes, the man with many trousers, groaning with downy substances, has been rule-changing again at the Rugby League coalface or the Rugby League coalface. This time, it's the incorrect mark of offence that unleashes six again. I mean, eventually players running on will unleash six again. I mean, Australians, are we returning to the era of unlimited tackles? That's what I found myself asking, well, me and whoever was on the public transport with me at the end of the week. There weren't many, obviously, because we are COVID-compliant protocols, all that sort of stuff. We didn't get a permanent answer one way or the other. People didn't know what I was talking about, unlimited tackles. Not many on the bus could remember unlimited tackle area, except I know one person in Australia can, and his name is Volandis. 
loosely translated from the Greek as fully stacked trouser. Now, elsewhere, very sad news for the Brisbane Raw freaks. The uh, likeable Liverpool legend and current Raw coach, Robbie Fowler, is a casualty of COVID-19 travel restrictions and will be unable to resume his excellent work he was doing with the clipboard and the witch's hats north of the Tweed. That's a big loss to Australian football. AFL, uh, well, there's just too many topics. But Seals still still side bottom. I mean, you can hear the lump in my throat, can't you? Still side bottom. I mean, you know, he heads the card. Look, if an experienced campaigner like rugby league great or rugby league great, Nate Miles, can push on the wrong door after a few beers, anyone can. That's how I see it. I mean, who can forget Nate? A few beers. Went to a function, a few beers. Uh, listened to the first speech, a few beers. Listened to, the, you know, obviously the prizes, a few beers. A uh, bit of a few beers on the way home, then got home a few beers and then all of a sudden he's in a... Well, he's in the corridor with no clothes on. I mean, that's how easy it can happen. You know, you wake up in a strange venue, still didn't know anything about the, the door arrangements at the joint where he, t- you know, came to. All of a sudden he thinks, oh, I should go home now. And, uh, well, he may not think that. He was pushing on the toilet door when he got to go home and he thinks, no, I better go to the dunny before I go home. All of a sudden he's outside. I mean, it could happen to anyone. And as Super Rugby returns to our screens and what a magnificent game it was, it was obviously the, the Reds v the Tars to get us underway for 2020. Great match, great match. It was actually, you know, to put it bluntly, slightly entertaining. You know, obviously not of Australia v Scotland standard. I mean, that's too much to ask in week one. But anyway, Super Rugby is back. And former Wallaby David Pocock has signed on as an ambassador for, wait for it, the Western Force. The Force are part of Twiggy Forest Indopac Global Rapid Rugby Revolution, which no one's seen anything of, but it's great. And all blindsiders live in hope that even at this late stage, this late hour, week one, that the rural and regional Anzacs can be called up into slot six for the current season. Super Rugby, you know it's what John Eels would do. You know, you just have to ask yourself, Super Rugby, what would John Eels do? They'd call up rural and regional Anzacs to fill the final vacant slot. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australians. Tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go and a get a go. Now, well, I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement, obviously. But to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who this week began the heavy lifting for the November 11th celebrations that incorporate, obviously, the Max Verstappen medal and the Volandis Golden Feather for 2020. This man has approached the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava and the Knights have agreed to erect the Tent of Truth as a venue for the night. Uh, As you'll recall, the tent holds about uh, several thousand seated. Obviously, magnificent COVID protocols in place. Plenty of space inside the Tent of Truth. I mean, obviously there's space inside the Tent of Truth for all truth seekers who want to come down and experience fact. Now, MasterChef winners from the last five years have agreed to do the menu, which will, uh, and this is a touch of genius, they're going to do deconstruct a smorgasbord of footy food, as in hot pies, hot dogs, hot chips, hot batter fish and hot 30 centimetre sausage rolls. So it's going to be great entertainment. Well, already booked for the night, this won't surprise, the Snell, Snodgrass and Snowball Redemption. Obviously, these are very big names performing very big, you know, no strangers to rugby league, but big names performing together for the first time in secret. But if I lift the trouser leg and gave you a peek, the names Bublé... Rieur and Turner are not far from the actual lineup. Imagine going to the Verstappen and seeing them in action. That trio. I mean, imagine the scenes. 
you know, obviously it's a card. It's got depth and it's got quality. The 2020 Verstappen Oration, and this will be a, a terrific thing to get to, will feature Robocop in full rig, for those who know the magnificent work of, um, you know, uh, AFL 360, uh, with special guest Steel Sidebottom, who's going to reveal all. It's a wonderful hands-across-the-code gesture. Obviously, football killed off in Victoria, and uh, now they've got to look for other places to bugger up, and so they're going to start on Rugby League at the Verstappen Oration. Also on the cards, the Rugby League Choir, made up of the captains of all the teams, will perform the songs that made uh, the game great, accompanied by the 1,000 guitars of lockdown. So many players have picked up the guitar and had a crack during the lockdowns in 2020. This is their first gig. Might be a few bum notes, but bloody hell. Look beyond the bum notes and see it. People stepping up and having a go to get a go. And finally, this is a late ink. The Nathan Cleary Dancers, as first seen on TikTok, they're on the card as well. They're doing interpretive dance. They're doing an interpretive dance of Parramatta's rise from the bottom to the top. It's going to be great. The man behind all this action is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Funky, dude. Thank you very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Uh, what a sober week it's been, and I begin with a quote. Beware the big man who leaves the toilet. Is that all the quote was? No, no. no. Unflushed? No, it don't. No. Well, I hadn't thought of that. Beware the big man who leaves the toilet, lights the furnace that powers the bloody bellows that beat the deathly drums of war. Who's that? Jared Watley? Harry Bath. Harry Bath. The great Harry Bath, arguably the game's greatest ever thinker. Mm -hmm. Harry was the greatest player never to play for Australia. He was picked twice but uh, had an injured leg on both occasions so couldn't play. Went to England, broke all sorts of records there, came back to Australia after a 20-year career in uh, the UK and coached Balmain to uh, to, uh, Premiership victory, coached St George. I think the last time was the Bath's Babes in 1977. Harry coached them and uh, coached uh, Australia too in World Cup victories. And well-known poet? Not a thinker, I think, H.G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Give us the quote again. I thought it was very instructive. Beware the big man who leaves the toilet. Lights the furnace that powers the bloody bellows that beat the deathly drums of war. Look, he was always a difficult bloke. If you got you pinned in a corner, Harry, he could go on a bit. Um, what about but, unlimited uh, tackles? Oh, well. Rugby league issues? Well, his canvas was broader than that, uh-huh. HG. He, he saw rugby league as only part of life, not all of oh, life. Right. You see what I mean? Don't and so uh, at rugby league functions, any time I got cornered by Harry... You just wanted to talk footy, you know, and yeah, uh, he wanted to talk anything but footy. Cars. So, yeah. Drought. Well, I don't know about cars, but, but mainly... Drought? Well, geopolitical... Oh, Cold War Yeah, issues. Cold yeah. War stuff. Yeah. You know, he's oh, full of Cold Lord. War stuff. Um, anyway, that, yeah, that was Harry. Bad. And I just... I, just uh, I thought of Harry this week when I heard the PM talking about, you know, resources, what we're going to do, you know. Hornets. Vis-a-vis subs and... Guns. Hornets. Rockets. I don't know if – look, I, I think we will have Hornets, but I, is the Lockheed Martin 35 Lightning 2 Super Hornet we're looking at? Is well, that I, the one we're getting? I think it's the Strike Fighter. The, the Strike Fighter. The one that, hasn't, that can't Correct. fly yet. Yeah, that's right. It's got technology I mean, you can attach world. as many bloody Rockets. missiles as you like to it. Yeah, but it can't but fly. It can't fly. No. They've got a prototype. But it's a great launcher. Prototype. You could launch from the ground. 
its vertical takeoff and just yes. lures off. Yeah. Oh, the rockets, you mean? Yeah, the rockets. Oh, yeah, that'd be much better. Much better. Yeah. Okay. And who are we going to fight with these things? I don't. I'm not sure yet. Someone will put their hands up. Are we going to bomb China, China while we sell them stuff? Is that oh, the, is that the plan? Oh, I don't know. We don't know if they've got that far with their thinking yet <laughs> in terms of the forward planning. Now, uh, the Novak Djokovic chaos continues. I know. Now, his coach, Goran Ivanisevic, he's come down with uh, COVID-19 now as a result of association with Novak and Novak's tournament. Uh, Zverev, mm. who was associated with the tournament, who agreed to self-isolate... Uh, is photographed at a party. Now, Nick Kyrgios sees these images and publicly shames him. Uh, Sees him as a sort of Verstappen medal nominee. His words, not mine. (laughs) So uh, he calls him a rat. Calls him a rat publicly. This is Zerev. Boris Becker gets involved and calls Nick a rat for calling... Zarev a rat. And uh, Nick says uh, Boris was never the sharpest tool in the shed and then calls Boris a donut. Okay. Now, uh, Nuke gets involved, as he would. What's he calling? Nuke says, uh, now listen, blokes, settle down, settle down. Come on, fellas, you're both right. Uh, Typical nuke. Yeah. Ever the diplomat. You're yeah. both right. I.e., you know, he is a rat and he is a donut. donut. <laughs> That's the only way I can understand it or interpret nuke's thoughts. Um, so I don't know where this is going to go. I really don't. I just hope there's talk of peace pipe. I'd like to see the peace pipe smoke between, say, Boris Becker, the donut, and Nick Curios, the rat. And maybe rope Zerov in after his self-isolation in 14 days' time. Perhaps. Now, uh, the Melbourne Storm are to be on the Sunshine Coast, it seems, for the rest of the season. South-East Queensland is becoming the football hot zone of the planet. Everyone's going to be there. Now, I just... Look, I do worry a little bit, and I just hope that the municipal authorities have been alerted formally so that they can take steps. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to boost the police. Oh, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Public address systems Public have address to be systems. installed The people everywhere. are going to have to know, you know, apps. They're going to have to be apps, uh, you know, apps, Storm uh, apps, yeah. Suns apps, Collingwood apps. Coming, chance it's Collingwood's going to be. I know. Oh, St Kilda Carton. St Kilda Carton. We're all going to be there. I know. And imagine if a few <sighs> storms wander into Carton I function. I mean, I know. Mm. You, know we're, we, you know what's going to happen. Now, the, um, the Auckland Warriors are homesick. Are they? Fair enough, yep. They want their families to join them. Now, it would seem that the uh, man of golden feathers will need to talk to, I think, Jacinda Ardern oh, would be the person to speak to, be... or at least Winston Peters. Yeah, class A's. Yes, to give them class the A status. So in. That, 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 yeah, so they can come over. Um, anyway, if they don't come over, I think the team might disband yeah, and go home. I hope that doesn't happen because they've been great Anzac warriors and we appreciate all they've done. Sure, they're getting beaten, but that's all right. We, we still like them. You know, we love them, having them there. They make up the numbers. It means we don't have to have a bye. 
Remember they went to Tamworth? Like, and yeah, then they, they did. They were loved in Tamworth and now they're loved in Terrigal. They I are. Know, they are. Fact. I just hope the people of Terrigal are reaching Realize. out and giving them a little, give, just a little, you know, pat on the back, say thanks for being here, love, love your work, love what you're doing, good luck. I know you're not winning but, you know, you're there. Have you been asked to talk to the team? Yes, I have and I have spoken to them. Yeah, had they? Had just you over been? the phone. I said, look, you're terrific blokes. I haven't met any of yous. But I know you're terrific blokes and I, I love what you do. Look, you could play better, you could be more disciplined, you know, et cetera, et cetera, but it's great having you here. And, and did you tell you them know, the Anzac story? if I can story? help in any way, just, you know, give me a call. Did I'll, you tell them the Anzac story, Roy? I did. The dream. I told them all about it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Super Rugby is back. Oh, uh, is it ever. What a bang that was last night. Uh, sadly, the team we wanted to see this weekend, the Western Force, hey, the mystery team, They've got the bye. I know. Doesn't make any sense. God almighty, who's organised this? <laughs> what would John Eels do? That's As she has pointed out, mm. John Eels would have had the Western Force front and centre. Game one. Western Force versus the Reds. It wouldn't matter who they played. The Reds we just want to see like the, We want to see the Western Force. Who oh, no, we're going to wait. Meanwhile, rural and regional Anzacs, there are thousands of them. Fit as buggery. Ready to don the shorts and their guernseys that they've made themselves in the colours of grey and gold. Am I allowed to play? No, sir. What would your deals do? <laughs> now the Reds defeated the Waratahs. Look, apparently. Look, apart from the, what, 27 handling errors and the 19 penalties the Waratahs gave away, apart from that, they seemed almost professional. Now, the Broncos basket case. God almighty. I know. What are we going to do with the Broncos? The powerhouse, the Broncos. The Broncos. Gene Miles. The Brisbane Broncos. Dishhead Dowling. Dishhead, I mean, what can we do? Kevy Walters has offered his service. Has he? Seabold says he's spoken to Kevy, but he hasn't offered him any jobs. Uh, Wayne says the roster problems are nothing to do with him. Wayne Bennett. This is Wayne Bennett, the yeah. quiet man of league. Yeah. Coach would takes a lot him. to get it, something to get a word out of him. <laughs> but he's got all Gabby over this because somebody suggested that it was Bennett's fault. Well, it's not. He didn't determine the roster. Seabold, he determined the roster. You know, anyone with any experience of rugby league, he sacked. Then got in a bunch of kids, some of them 13, 14 years old. They can't play professional rugby league at that age. They can't. Mind you, in 10 or 20 years' time, they might be world beaters. Now, uh, steel side bottom. Mm. What's the full story? We might have to uh, dwell on this a little bit because it is a mysterious story. And isn't it good to see the name side bottom? Yeah, front and centre. Front and centre. Mm. I, I don't know if there's been a rugby league side bottom. Certainly there was a... I remember Kevin Longbottom who I think might have been played for Souths. I think he might have filled in for Eric Sims at fullback when uh, the great Eric was uh, was injured on a number of occasions. Um, but if anyone... This is where we need the Encyclopedia of Rugby League. Yeah. We don't have it. But I'd like to think that there might be a side bottom who once packed Raised down packed. in a rugby league scrum. <laughs> <laughs> Make it up what you will. 
the posse pulled up around the campfire. It had been a hard day of bitter dust on the trail of the murderer. But spirits were lifted when Black Bruce realised it was bin night and the crew could download the Blindside podcast from the ABC Listen app. Yes, Roy, you raised at the end of your comments there, your introductory comments, the problems are still side bottom. Yep. Uh, and it is so easy to see how this happened and yet people are piled on. I noticed that Eddie Maguire, I don't mean to begin with him necessarily, but he suggested that if somebody does this what Steele did, mm. he should be fined $100,000 and banned for the season. Gee. That's Eddie Maguire's <laughs> thoughts. Wow. Now, Well, he's turned that around, Eddie, hasn't he? I know. Because I because thought he was defending Steele earlier in the week, saying there wasn't much to it. Well, exactly. That's the irony of the and circumstances. And he wanted the press to butt out of it. Correct. Yes. And this does cause a lot of comment. I noticed that uh, Matthew Lloyd, the former uh, bomber superboot, uh, he had a real go at Eddie this week about, you know, being two-faced about this. And two-faced, The yes. real story, though, really... Well, there's a conflict of interest, isn't it? When he's president of the club, he's, he's going to stand up, and you can understand that. That's he's going true. to stand up for his players. Now, you feel as though you've got a lot... Better grip on what happened with Steele. Mm. I mean, obviously. Well, there was a comment made that might might have been made by EDHG just in passing. He said that Steele was unused to drinking whiskey. Yeah, which may well indeed be the case. Yes. yes. Now, if you've all your life you've just had a couple of light beers, mm-hmm. and the next thing you know, someone's opened a bottle of Carayo or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be your go-to whiskey if you're an <laughs> yeah. AFL player. Sure. Too. Now. And said, you know, do you want a nip, couple of fingers? Yeah, a couple of fingers. A couple of fingers of Carayo. <laughs> uh, next thing you know, Steele's, you know, going through the wrong door, inappropriately dressed. Now, how he ended up being inappropriately dressed, That's I the question no I want to ask. Maybe there was a sanitizer bath there. There's bound to be. Bound to At been. Daniel Wells's place. Oh, okay. Well, place. Wells, you'd have one. Yeah. Now. Can I just point out that this story, yep. they obviously get off the plane yes. uh, after a few beers yes. and then they go and decide uh, Dunn, another mm. player, mm. and still side bottom, decide to go and see injured player Jeremy Howe. Now, that's perfectly Lovely thing to do. Exactly. Yes. Buck him up down in the dumps. Yep. Maybe several weeks where he can't play. Yep. What's he going to do with his time? Did they pick up a bottle of Carayo on the way? I think so, obviously. Okay. Yeah. I think you could go back to look at footage of bottle shops near ah, um, okay. Jeremy's place and mm-hmm. you'd be sh- sure to see the lads wandering through with a couple of bottles, a six-pack of Carayo. Now, <laughs> then they decide to push on and at that point after... A few beers and a few carayos at uh, Jeremy Howe's place. Yep. They decide to go to uh, Daniel Wells's place, Wells but Dunny thinks he's had enough for the night, and so he pikes out at that point. Oh, so it's just steel, steel, okay. just steel. Now, steel then, by himself. How, was he driving HG or, or what? We, we don't know, do we? We don't know. I suspect Uber may have been oh, involved. Okay, I might be wrong about that, but I suspect Good. Uber may be involved. Okay. Anyway, so they get there. Now the only now, thing did Steel take a couple of the Carayos with him? He did. Okay. So then, of course, I'm not sure about the time frame here, but all of a sudden it's 7:30 in the morning, and the facts are yeah. that kids notice this. You know, obviously dazed, confused person who looked like a football player vaguely, mm. nude mm-hmm. outside the front of Daniel Wells's place. Right. Now, yep. begs many questions here. Sure, is I can Wells, was Wellsy awake at that stage, or <laughs> what? An excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> at 7.30 in the morning. Had Sidey kicked on by himself. I think Sidey might have kicked on by himself. Right. Seen the, the sanitizer Obviously bath. into the bath. Yeah. And then 
so drunk he forgot to put his clothes. He did the right thing. Did the right thing by of the course, code because I'm about to leave, so I better have the sanitizer bar to clean myself yeah. up and yeah, a bit of stinging and what have you. You'd expect that. Did he have the presence of mind to shower, HG, before? I'd like to think so. Yeah. I'd like was to he wet so. is the question. Yes, I think he was. He was wet. Yeah, he was dripping okay. wet when he came out. He must have been freezing. Well, exactly. People said it was two degrees. Oh, now, I'll tell you well, what, That's Char- side, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Two degrees and he doesn't feel it at all. No. No. Now, are you worried about that it's... Did the police come or anything? I mean, did a member of the public... Phone, you know, the triple O or something, and say, "Look, now that's a, a baffling bit." There's a nude side bottom standing outside Wellesley's place. Yes, that's right. There's a new <laughs> looks dazed and that's confused. Right. There's a ragged, torn Collingwood football jumper in the prison bars, dangling <laughs> round his waist. Oh, so, okay. So the modesty hmm. did prevail. Well, I think so. Good. I mean, I'd hope to think. See, this is see, then this, again, we don't know. We don't know. We just don't know we enough. We just don't know enough. Who found Sidey? Yes. How badly was he disorientated? Sure. Yes. Because well, it's, was it a wrong door instant? What exactly. did it? Did it is echo it, as you suggested? Nate, Nate Miles. Miles. Yeah. yeah. Now look, can I just say is that you pointed out? There's so many more questions to answer here. Mm. But can I point out that? It would be wrong if younger people who have come across the steeled side bottom story this week yeah. thought that they had to behave like this if they were going to be good AFL players. So I think that's what we've got to nip in the bud here right. because I see it as a pathway problem. Yeah. People all of a sudden, the COVID protocols notwithstanding and so on, they don't seem to have been broken mm. by what uh, Steele got up to, mm. obviously into the bath at Jeremy Howe's place. Mm. Into the bath after they finished the game, obviously. Yeah. Then into the bath, the sanitizer bath, Jeremy Howe's place. Yeah. Shower off, clothes on, and then leaving Jeremy House back into the bath, into the bath. clothes yeah. on, yeah. and then went. Then they turn up at Daniel Wells, or one of them turns up at Daniel Wells into the bath. Yeah. <laughs> shower off, clothes yeah. on, etc. Yep. At least he got the 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 protocols in place. Even when he left, yes. it seemed that he was. Cl- not without his trousers because he'd been in the bath. Right. On the way yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. me. I, that's yeah, me. I thought for a moment he might have got things the wrong way around, had the shower, Before then the, into the sanitizer. He could have done And then you can be disoriented standing outside. Then you're you're outside, you're stinging. <laughs> you don't <laughs> you know, know where to go. You don't know where to go. No you, car keys. Where's the cario? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where do I go next? <laughs> yeah. Who else can what I go I and do? see? But but so what's he charged with, HG? Why has he got four weeks off? This is an innocent. Yes. It's just an innocent bloke. It could happen to anyone and probably has happened to yes, anyone. Yes, it happens now, every week. Can I say a big problem here? Was I get- mean, how many jails would we have to build yeah. if yeah. this was an offence? Yeah. Can I just come to the to the fallout from this? Yeah. Is Eddie Maguire yeah. foolishly decided to defend the... Uh, yes the uh, youngster in matter, in a way that was looked as though there was something more and something to hide. Yeah. Now, if Side had come out and said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, my name's still Sidebottom and last uh, Sunday morning I was discovered mm. out the front of 27 Earl Street for want of a better address yeah. uh, in the gutter with my Collingwood football jumper wrapped around the night tools. Now, those are the facts as we've got them presented. Now, yeah. I don't resile from that. No. I agree it was me and I agree it was there. But and, but before people accuse me of doing something untoward, mm. before people have a go at me on social media, yeah. can I just say this? I apologise to the people who have offended. I realise I've let down my jumper. Yep. I've let down my code. Mm. I've let down my family. I've let down bucks. Mm. 
I've let down the people of Victoria who yeah. love football. I've yeah. let down the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah. I've let down Eddie Maguire. Yeah. I've left down, and this is all the team mates here, sure. and I've left down the prison bar Guernsey and I've left down the Magpies. Yes, yeah, right. And if he had done that and said something along the lines to finish up with, yeah. I know other people have been in this situation yeah. and I feel, for what, I feel for what they went through mm -hmm. and I hope that none of you listen to this will ever have to explain yourselves in this manner ever again. Yeah. Well, go Pies. Yeah, go Pies. Look, there wouldn't have been a dry eye in the nation for a start and there wouldn't be any calls for – because I think he's got a leadership position. He might be the yes. vice-captain or something. Yes, I think that's absolutely right. And yeah. the board will decide. The board is going to decide. Yes. Yeah. Whether yeah. It's, he can go on as vice-captain. Yep. yep. I'd like yep. to think that he was – that this would mark him and that sort of apology would have marked him out yeah. for redemption, redemption instantly yes. and the captain's role. What if he'd added to that, HG, and I resign my leadership position for a month? Oh, that would have been a wriggle. You know. That would have been perfect. Yes. Uh, yeah, because I think the public then would think, oh, well, fair enough. Sorry, he's done I, enough. I think the difficulty for me in the images I've seen of it was wearing the Collingwood jumper still strapped to the night tools was a bit of a drawback to the honesty and sure. heartfelt nature of the apology. Yes, yes. But, you know, we're good at accepting apologies from... Uh, football players. Yes. Uh, I mean, mm. you know, I did see one of our, I think the person who pers persuades himself is, is Robocop. Mm. He said that all well, he'd have to say, oh, good on your side, you've been an idiot, but good on you for yeah. saying that. Yeah. That's what we're looking for. That's Something what we're looking simple, for. Simple, yeah. simple. Yeah. 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 But we mean, just decided to, to say, look, all right, I was a bit of a goose. Um, I've been a donut. Been a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been a rat. I have, and uh, I've got chocolate grapes, and when I hopped into the bath, you know, it just stung like buggery and I had to get outside. The AFL supports the dreams and aspirations of hard-working Australians who want nothing more than the right to have a fair go. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. This, uh, for instance, story that Warren Tridray, the uh, former Port Power player, uh, has taken apart Collingwood's laughable response to steel side bottoms, COVID-19 breaches. What, the four weeks is a laughable response? Yes. Well, well, the Magpies and their president, Eddie Maguire, have come under fire this week for the way they responded to the four-week ban. Oh. Treadray called out a double standard in Maguire's reaction to the side bottoms transgression compared with his reaction to rival players when rival players had breached the uh, league's COVID-19 laws. Oh, yeah. Now, I found it quite amusing, he told the wide world of sports. Yeah. Uh, there is no way to excuse his behaviour and... And as much as you want to support your player, I thought it was quite laughable. Being proud of him, which is what Eddie said, yeah. well, I don't think any club would be proud once they'd heard what happened. Oh. See, this is apropos of your point. Oh, we don't really know what happened. You mean there's more to the story? I think I hope that's what we alluded to in our comments. Yeah. More to the story. Anyway, for people to say four weeks was too much and particularly Collingwood, I thought their statement was ridiculous. Mm. If you look at what he's done, there's AF, the AFL rules he's broken, there's the protocols he's broken and clearly he's lost his way. Wow. Now, Treadray is not a person who, you know, mm. he's the pillar of rectitude in the code okay. still. Uh, the voice of common sense. The voice of common sense, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I just hope there's no further repercussions here. No, I... <clears throat> I, I, a silly question, I know, and I almost know the answer before I ask it, HG, but I assume the murderer has said something? 
No, no. Deathly, I, deathly silence. No, he doesn't need to say anything more no. now. He's killed the game stone dead in Well, that's true. He'll get rid of it in the rest of the world. Well, so. he would have probably had a little tipple himself, self-congratulatory, thinking, oh, well, that's <laughs> another nail in the coffin of the game. Well, and I was thinking, what has it done for the sales of Carayo? <laughs> Obviously, I yeah. don't think anybody's thought of Carrillo for a long for time. For a long time, no. But now it's front and centre. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where we go with this really, but because what we're expecting is somehow... Is there any talk of Carrillo sponsoring Collingwood for the rest of the season? Well, I think that's an excellent idea. When you go offshore, yeah. take the Carrillo with you. <laughs> yeah, before you leave the door, etc. It writes itself. It does. It does. Uh, look, we'll take a short break and be back with more bludging in a moment. Football. It's Meatloaf, Billy Idol, Tom Jones, Mike Brady, Tina, Chisel, Bon Jovi and Daryl all strutting their stuff at the Big Watusi and bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio. Now... Uh, obviously, all the Victorian teams in the AFL have to leave. Yes, Victoria, and uh, I'm not sure when they're coming back. Now, at the moment, the murderer thinks he can flog a dead horse and get him back after 45 games in 32 days. Woo! Yeah, so that's what he's hoping to get done in the because it's starting to lag out a bit now and oh, starting to push yeah. into next year if you play yeah. it sensibly. Mm. But so he's going to crank up a lot of matches really quickly. Okay. Now, are they going to be compressed matches each year? We think of maybe five minute quarters or something like that. Right. Now, that does... Like, like rapid rugby is to AFL, you know, some sort of condensed... No, there's still 16-minute quarters right. and they're still playing the full 16 minutes, okay. although there's a lot of chat about how disappointing that is. Yeah. Anyway, be that as may, that's what we're living with. That's the protocol, mm. uh, COVID protocol. Mm. Now, AFL great Dermot Breton, who you and I know, yes. said he wouldn't trust another player without a family or health issues that opted not to travel to an interstate AFL hub to keep the AFL running. Mm. That's his bald claim. In other words, he's not going to trust no. another player. Victorian players obviously have to uh, leave mm. and some have expressed doubt over leaving their homes and basing themselves interstate. Yeah. Now, Richmond captain Trent Cotchin was the first to flag the possibility teammates not to, may not decide to take the trip for family and other reasons. Now, there's perfectly valid reasons. In comments that are short... Uh, you Surely know, the team comes first. That's uh, Dermy's point. Good. Breton said he would lose respect for a player in his team if they decided against living in the harbour without proper explanation. Mm. We wouldn't trust him again. No. I don't want to sound stupid. Well... Sadly, Jeremy often always sounds he stupid. Does, He's got, he that does. goes with the territory. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sound stupid, but killer mentality to win a grand final, yes. Look after your families, yes. Do everything for your family. But mm. you're going to be remembered for what you do, meaning actually on the football field. Yeah. The legacy you leave behind is what you do in football. And having done that, you can look after your family, you can get a better wage, you can make a better life for your family. But the legacy you leave behind is what you do on the ground. Yes. Now, unfortunately, Eddie Maguire, who gets far too much space in the world of football, he agreed with Dermot, saying any player who missed games this season without a valid reason is letting the game down. And then he went on, to be honest, if you're a conscientious objector, you don't get a war pension. Ooh. Okay. Now, people that have to be a certain age to remember conscientious objectors, the concept. They would. And certainly... Wouldn't get a war pension. Vietnam War, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Now, the difficulty is, is this then goes back to, mm. is that the time we're living in again? Mm. Where we're at war. Obviously, we're at war with the virus. Yeah. 
And now the AFL sort of looks as though it's a war with itself. Mm. You can make your decision, but there's not much money around and it's going out the door at 1,000 miles an hour at the moment. That's that's Maguire's position. Okay. 1,000 miles an hour. Whoa. Okay. It's okay if people uh, don't want to go. There's no problem if you've got a legitimate situation, no problem whatsoever. But this all shoulder, it's all shoulders at the wheel at the moment. I don't want to see anyone even thinking about putting up the white flag. Sure. Again, more imagery. Yep. We've got to preserve... We've got to persevere and go out there and do what we need to do to keep our competition and our industry going. Yes. It's as simple as that. Okay. And you don't even think about it. it keep going. Don't keep, tap the mat. Don't tap the mat. But that's not what people what? are saying, is it, surely? Well, well I'm yeah. going to tap the mat. I hope <laughs> what, not. What? what does it mean? It, <laughs> is was, that a new was idea? Is that a sidey? Is that what Sidebottom was doing? Tapping tap the, the mat? mat. Uh, I'm if I know. Look, I... I, I <laughs> If I was uh, the murderer, HG, and I was serious about this, I think it would have been the perfect opportunity to show a little bit of leadership, to ask every club to bring their families in to have a general meeting with social distancing. Well, obviously. Well, observed, it might be course. a big space. Yeah, yeah, and a sanitizer you know. bath for everyone. Yeah. To, it could be an aircraft hangar because they're sure, playing. Yeah, yeah, it matter. Yeah, tell them around. And say to them... There's going to be have to be sacrifices here. You are now soldiers of football and we're going to war. Wow, that's great imagery. Yes. And do you think there should be um, – now, oddly enough – So, I families, think- I want you to say goodbye to your heroes now because they're going to be doing this for you. And for your kids. And for your kids. And, and the future and the of the game. And the legacy of your family. Now – Get this, last night, if I read the imagery correctly, mm. Collingwood played Essendon and it was the Antac match. Oh, They had yes. the, you know, the stripes with yeah. the poppies on it and the sort of uh, <clears throat> AOF, if that's okay. the right yeah. badge yeah, here. Yeah, good, yes. Yeah, so Antac Day <clears throat> came late this year. That's how COVID has buggered everything up. Has, hasn't it? So all of a sudden Antac's in July. Lord, it makes no sense, does it? So apropos of your comments, yeah. I think that would be excellent to say mm. we're going to war. Yeah. Obviously the boys will come back. I use those words advisedly. Boys will come back. Yeah. There'll be a special medal, service medal, yes. campaign medal. Yeah. I served in Brisbane. Yes. I served the AFL in I Brisbane. I served on the Sunshine Coast for two months. You didn't. Yeah, no. I did. What was it like? Oh, it was a hell. Nightmare. It was like hell. Nightmare. We were yeah. away from home. Couldn't away from see anybody. Home, couldn't, you know. All we had was, you know, we could phone or, you know, video, video call and Skype and all of that. Travel back but, but couldn't touch no one. Yeah. Couldn't touch any of my family. The food? Well, for how long? Two months. You couldn't touch your family? Couldn't touch my family. No. How'd you cope? It was hard. I had to ring them up. I, ran, I was phoning them up every day, sometimes twice. No way! Yeah, twice. There's so many stories. I still, exactly. You know, now we're going to have heroes. In 40 years' heroes. time. I mean, there'll be stamps with side bottom on a stamp. I know. And get Remembering the, the heroes of 2020. Side bottom on a stamp. Yeah, have you got a side bottom stamp? I have yeah, I've got one. Now, remember, we're going to get stories too. Remember Andrew G's grandfather? Oh, yeah. 23 machine gun nests with a length of rope. That's the sort of story that's going to emerge out of this. Sure will. You know, yep. Simpson and his donkey. No, I don't yeah, want to get yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to discuss it, but just an idea. Mm. 
You know, is there any like? um, reference to Andrew G's grandfather in the War Memorial HG? Is that what they're building the big, <laughs> the, room for. the big room for? <laughs> Are they going to set up all the nests? <laughs> show, show us how he did it with a bit of rope? <laughs> with some well, skill. With <laughs> some skill. They're going to have that above the oh, yeah. diorama. Oh, yeah, diorama. Yeah, and they're going to have a plane, a Mitsubishi Zero Mitsubishi flying, Zero, zero flying, but it the wasn't room. there. Well, there wasn't one there. No, it was no, there. It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. Well, you've got to allow for these things. No, no. But then there'll be a passing out parade. Yes. And obviously Channel 7 will lead that and people taking the salute. Wouldn't surprise me that, you know, some old players. Should you know, there be a sort of like parade, say a Christmas Day parade for the returning heroes? There should. There should. And there should be some literature come out. You know how there's so much, you know, fortunate life sort of literature. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. I, I was fortunate enough to be chosen yep. by my club mm-hmm. to go to the Gold Coast. <laughs> to go to the Gold Coast for two months. Unreal. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Um, the first chapter, how we got on with Outsidey. That'd be the first chapter. Yeah. You know, obviously, Colin. The decision to go. Yeah. <laughs> Had to weigh it up. You know, got the family in, granddad. We went to mum the meeting. And dad, all of that. Went to the meeting, heard the murderer talk, was inspiring. Got the family around, put it to them. I'm going to be away for two months. Yeah, what? <laughs> what are you going to do in those two months? Yeah. I'm going to play football. I'm playing football. Where? Sunshine Coast. How long? <laughs> two months. No way! Sorry, I've got to do it. Yeah, off you go, son. Now, <laughs> just, just, just come back just in come one home. piece. Yeah, that's come home like, in one piece. I know. Well, that's what it's like. And then some of them they appear, so they might have to go other places as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, I think Geelong and Collingwood might have to go to Perth. Imagine that. How will they get there? They'll walk. <laughs> you know, yeah. carrying their boots. Sidey and the Carayo litter. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, hadn't come to yet. I mean, it's, it, this is just alarming. This change, the change. I know. I know. Now, Jim has pointed out that Carayo has not been available since 1989. <laughs> Bottles of their five star are rare and valuable these there days. There you go. They... Because I guess an AFL player could afford a few. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> I'd lost touch with Carayo. Yeah. Carayo, it's in the. I was connected with Geelong in some way because Carayo Bay is near Geelong. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I don't well, think it's got anything to do with the distillery. No, okay. But you saw it already, already, you know, sacrifices that are made. Yeah. We drank the $100 bottle of Carayo to get us there. Yeah. You know, Granddad will be livid. He will. We were saving <laughs> that for his last drink. <laughs> his last tipple. <laughs> his last tipple. Yeah. Mm. Look, it is... Well, there are going to be heroic stories come out of this. That's all you can say to the players. Look, some of you are going to come back heroes. Some of you mightn't come back. (laughs) Quiet Australians, raise the Olympic gaze and reset the controls for July 2021. Stand by for a golden shower in Tokyo. Hunters, stay up to date with updates right here on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, sir, Roy, uh, welcome back to everyone across Australia for another hour of bludging on the blind side. Remember, of course, if you want to get involved, uh, royandhg at abc.net.au is the place for emails and the following have got in touch, Roy. Uh, yeah, just on the text to begin with, HG, um, John is suggesting that uh, has there been a biosecurity roundtable to consider the possible adverse effects of alcohol inhalation during the sanitizer bath? 
society may be an innocent victim of this insidious side effect rather than cario. Whilst it's unlikely for the alcohol in sanitizer to be absorbed through the skin, it could potentially be inhaled through the lungs or via direct contact with oral or rectal mucous membranes. Right. That could well be worth exploring. Now, can I ask... I I don't know if uh, it's too late to do a test on him. It probably is, but... I was going to say, you know, when you set up your biosecurity protocols yeah. for the rugby league, which yeah. obviously are adopted by the AFL, yeah. were these things raised with you? I mean, only I once someone mm-hmm. suggested a butt plug to stop any seepage, seepage of alcohol into, into the, system. the system. Yes, through yes. rectal means. Uh, a lot of players found this well, confronting. Yes, yes. Now, can I? Yes, definitely. Did you try some experiments with yourself and the uh, and the bath before you? I mean, no, I didn't, Dave. Because I, 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 my sphincter is very strong. Yeah, I and wasn't it, meaning necessarily no, that the that the you know, some yeah. players did try to be silly, HG, and oh. tried to ingest via the back door the sanitizer just to see what it'd do, and they ended up as silly as a wheel. Now. now <laughs> Were there any players who tried to drink the bath? Not to, not that I saw. No, I know. But I did hear reports that some had, yes, yeah. and thought it uh, wasn't too bad a drop. <laughs> depended who made it. Yeah. I know some of those gin distilleries knocked well, out Well, I think a it depended home. on who was in there before them. Uh, <laughs> well observed. Mm. Yes, that's right. Now, that's an excellent text there and it does raise concerns. It does. And if we had access to somebody in the AFL like Eddie Maguire, it would be oh. certainly the first question we'd ask him. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Now, uh, uh, Janet, our 11 has been in touch again, HG. She says uh, she's found a town called Solifern, which is in Switzerland, Founded by the Romans 2,000 years ago, but forgotten by many visitors today, is a town preoccupied with eleven. It's neither a gimmick nor the result of coincidence, and the town is home to eleven churches, eleven chapels, eleven fountains, eleven towers and eleven museums. An astonishing architectural ensemble. Quite by accident. Quite by accident. It's not as though they thought, hang on, we've only got ten churches, we'd better build another one. Well, I think what's tacit to this is that probably... There were Elevenists amongst the Romans. Ah, yes. I didn't realise it dated that no. far back. Yeah, I didn't either. Now, 11 in Roman numerals, is that X and 1? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess so, uh, yeah. X yeah. and 1 to the right-hand yeah. side, not the left-hand side. Yeah. Who was the great Roman builder? Was it Hadrian? Hadrian, yes. Well, he was a dead set Elevenist, that bloke. I know. They reckon. <laughs> they reckon. Now, uh, Susan's been in touch, HG. She says... Um, is there no sport that can escape the clutches of the Elevenists? What? Like cricket. Now, well, I hadn't thought of that. Cricket. There it is, writ large, isn't it? And 12th men. Yeah. Know, et cetera. I thought that was a sort of 12 apostles thing. I thought that's where it No, come I went from. straight away to the Elevenist yeah, idea. Yeah. Uh, and you weeded out Judas and you're left with 11. Something like that. Correct. <clears throat> now, is there no sport that can escape the clutches? Not even the A-League. Now even the A-League has an 11-point plan. Incomprehensible to mere mortals like myself with its narratives, she says, fit-for-purpose frameworks and ecosystems. Oh, yes. So I hope you boys can interpret it for us bludgers. Mm. Now the 11 principles, I won't go through them all, but I'll give you a taste, HG. Number one, for uh, this is for the A-League. 
Build a consistent and strong identity for Australian football which inspires all Australians. Don't you love that talk? I do. That's going to relate to people. Number two, develop a new narrative for football which signifies a fresh start for the game in Australia, successfully ties together all new initiatives and distinguishes it from other sporting codes in the country. Hang on a minute. Completely distinguished from other sporting codes. Well, you're not allowed to use your hands. And so it puts up a net at the end of it. Yeah. There's no net at rugby league. Not that I've seen. (laughs) Where are these people? What are they getting off, these elevenists? Number three, establish an integrated and thriving football ecosystem driven by a modern domestic transfer system. What does that mean? What's an ecosystem in relation to sport? To sport. Yeah, I mean, it's baffling. Create a dynamic and engaging football product by optimising competition structures to connect Australian football. Promote competitive balance and tension. Promote uncertainty of outcome. Incentivise sporting achievement. And prioritise the fan experience. Prioritise the fan experience? Oh, man. You know, um, Peter Volandis, the man of feathers, said his main aim was to... Customer satisfaction. Yeah, but he's done that. <laughs> I just want he's to done it. He, I mean, he's about achievable outcomes. Achievable outcomes. Hey? That's right. He's about being on point, isn't he? True. He likes to reach out. True. Make sure he's on point. Yeah. True. Love that talk. True. <laughs> now, Richard says, gents, in the light of the failure of England to support our bid for the World Cup, is ScoMo going to summons the British High Commissioner to the office to explain? The man of feathers would have done this within the hour of learning of their lack of support for our bid. I think he's right. He's absolutely right. Right. It's a disgrace, Roy. It's not a term I like using on this show, but it's an absolute disgrace. Now, Chris from Queensland says, I have a thought on the netball two-point super shot. Farce. Yeah, farce. (laughs) And where the idea came from, an idea this bad could only come from one person, the murderer. The murderer? The murderer. With the, AFL's, the game. with the AFL's incremental slide into netball with Collingwood. Yeah. Incremental uh, slide into netball with Collingwood. Yeah. I like and that, the dog. GWS. Oh, yeah, They're GWS. Team. Yeah. I believe it's only obvious the next step was for the murderer was to set up his old, get up to his old tricks and try and murder the national netball competition. This should be considered another reason that the murderer should be the certainty for the Verstappen medal. So much so that I believe I feel Roy would also be the know on this, that the Chinese press are considering running an editorial declaring the murderer the winner five months out from the event. Wow. Well, I hadn't thought of the murderer for the Verstappen. No, but he certainly ticks a lot of boxes. He does tick a lot of boxes, doesn't he? Yes. Whoa, that is a challenging mountain to climb if you're thinking about Verstappen in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, well, at this stage, I think mm, well, I Djokovic want, is still uh, ahead. I, 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 look, I think you've got to keep a very open mind about the Verstappen yeah. because there's a lot of water to flow under the bridge. You know, Sidey obviously is included somewhere yes. in the mix. Yes. Uh, you know, there's plenty of other people who are putting their hands up to, you know, the rats, the yep. you know, et cetera, yep. from the tennis. Yep. Anyway, yep. if you're interested in getting in touch with us the old-fashioned way, RoyanHG at abc.net.au. This is the Church of Football Redemption. Bludging on the blind side with the collection tray and a slab of fruit and nut. It's those lively lags and the double XL shorts, Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Last weekend, we were pleased to announce that the um, Women's World Cup was coming in 2023. Yes. And uh, former Socceroo, uh, 
well, coach, Ange Postacoglu, wants the World Cup to leave a concrete legacy, arguing that football has too often been ha- left empty-handed after hosting major sporting events. Oh, okay. Now, Postacoglu's... A medal? A medal? Well... Let me okay. set out his problems yeah. and then we have a go at him. Yeah. Postacoglu said, uh, also said the Australian game was headed in the right direction, endorsing the leadership of Football Federation Australia, making decisions best interest of the sport. It's going to be an unbelievable tournament. I hope it's significant for football in the long term. Things like facilities, infrastructure, governments are buying into the game. I'm hoping that's going to be the most positive outcome of all, never mind who wins. Now, what I'm worried about is facilities. Now, I think I'm right in saying is the... Um, you know, building the bridge to the other side, the initial uh, developments that the federal government came up with was building things like uh, footy stadiums and then local governments like the state government in New South Wales decided they didn't want to do that. Then Volandis got involved and thought we'd have, well, basically a a 20,000-seater on every corner, street corner in uh, Sydney or across New South Wales. Now, what do you think's a fair thing here? Because obviously Volandis is keen to get the Lotto Land, a Henson Park, uh, you know the the um, Pratton Park, Lycott Oval, Lycott Oval, and the one down Henson there, Henson Park, Cogra, Cogra, Jubilee, Jubilee. <laughs> yeah. up and running, and used yeah. obviously for lots of different things. Community centres, maybe they'd have workshops, men's sheds, all those sort of community activity built and bolted on mm. to the playing surface and mm. around the changing rooms and the sticks up one end sure. or either end of the sure. to get a game yeah. going. Yeah. Now, what do you think's a fair thing here? I mean, <clears throat> has the are we awash with so much money that we can afford to spend eighty billion on the Cybers if that's the right amount of money, and mm. several hundred billion on these planes that don't fly mm. and the rockets and all that sort of stuff? Sure. Have we got enough left in the kick to build or duplicate or restore or renovate mm. venues where we, we can play the world game, for yeah. what a better way of putting it. I hope we do, actually, because the world will be watching. Um, and I think, I think look, <clears throat> we got over the line with the bid uh, because we have such good infrastructure. And mm-hmm. I think New Zealand might be involved as they well, are. aren't they? They are. So <clears throat> they'd be facing similar or having similar discussions. You know, is this world class? You know, Auckland Oval, I don't know what. Auckland yeah. Oval's like. Well, they've got Eden Park. Isn't oh, it? Eden Park the, the is a world-class, the House of Pain. Yes, yeah. a world-class facility. Yeah. And you'd have no trouble, you know, dragging out a couple of nets <laughs> to put it either end and it would look very convincingly like... A football A level. football level. Ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And ditto HG, I think, with Cogra Jubilee. Yes. Uh, with Leichhardt Oval. That venue in Wollongong, <laughs> you know, for instance, or the Knight Stadium, would they be part oh, of Oh, yeah, the Knight Stadium would be absolutely perfect. Well, you yeah. could make that world-class almost overnight. Yeah. You just drag out a couple of nets either end of the rugby league. Do field. the lines. Yeah. You might have to take the uh, the goalposts down. You probably would. Oh, yeah, the rugby but league goalposts. But that's doable. Yeah. Yeah, that's not impossible. That's gettable. I mean, you could do that in a weekend just with volunteers. Or chainsaw, you'd get rid of them pretty quickly. Chainsaw, yeah. Yeah, 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 you might have a couple of stumps there, but. Yeah, but you could route those out with a grinder. (laughs) You could. Or you could wrap them in bubble wrap so as if a player head in that direction, they wouldn't hurt themselves. Sure. Oh, well, there's all manner of things you can do. Yeah. Cost saving. (laughs) Cost saving, yeah. Now. But but I think if if we do reach out. For volunteers, mm. can I? They will come. I mean, look at that meeting we had at Concord Oval for the rural and regional 
That was just Anzacs. incredible. And they rebuilt that for us, basically. They did. They for did. the Anzacs. Yes. It's going through the roof. Yeah. What they've got this space age. I know, it is. It's it, out of tomorrow. It is. It is. Now, can it I is. point out? I'm not expecting that for every venue. I mean, we don't have There's to have Concord many. Oval as the model for every venue. No. 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 Some you can just leave alone. Like, I think Leichhardt Oval, don't touch it. Yeah. Just take the goalposts down. And put the nets up. And put the nets up. Yeah. And ne- that, it would look world class. Yes. And then what might happen at Concord is yes. they get a bit bolshy about mm. not having the nets there. Of course. You know, so the committee would think, oh, yeah. no, these nets just too much trouble. Live yep. it now, yep. can I come to an overseas thing? Uh, are you suggesting various councils should bid, try to outbid each other? I am. So For one council might say, well, our, you know, we've got a golden net. We've, you know, it's made of gold. Spun gold. Spun gold. Or this is the net that John Aloisi got the ball into to give yes. us the cup in the old days. Yes. Fozzy, Fozzy. Yeah, Fozzy got put something here. in this net. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Timmy Cale, obviously, sure. he booted a ball into every net in the yeah, world. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not that distinguished. But yeah. I mean, that's Craig now, Johnston. Hey, he Craig knew Johnson. this net. Yeah. Now, can At I come? Bullaroo. Bullaroo? I think that's where he went to Bullaroo High, I think. Did he? Near Toronto. Oh, okay. I had a completely different Bullaroo in my mind. Right. There's a Bullaroo Centre in uh, the middle of South Australia. Isn't that be weird? A bucket. I, I wonder know. if they're sister towns. They would be. They'd yeah. be linked. Now, can I point to you, out to you that in the world of football, mm. the ground becomes very, very special. Yes. New Camp, the home of Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got the Emirates, the home of Arsenal. Yes. Uh, Etc. Now, what this means is that this facility mm. is dedicated mm. to that club or that team, and nothing else happens. There's no Bublé concerts. There's no, oh, uh, you know, you know, Flower Day, or there's uh-huh. no market on the weekend. More's the pity, but be that okay. as it may, there's none of that rubbish. So you suggest dedicated grants. Now, is this what Ange wants? Ah. Only maybe. Only. So he would like to have, say, if we did use Leichhardt Oval as a model, yeah. he would like a cleansing ceremony. To remove the Stainage stains of, you know, 120 years of rugby league being played there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the burning of the goalposts. Yes, I think certainly the burning of the previous and The renaming goal. of it, the Matilda's Centre or whatever you're going to call it. Or the Sam Kerr. The Sam Kerr Field. Excellent. Yeah, Field. <laughs> Sam Kerr Field. That would be convincing for people overseas. They think, oh, gee, they think of their, a lot of their players here, don't they? I mean, we could just con them, couldn't we? Well, is that what he wants? <laughs> I mean, that's showbiz, isn't it? It's showbiz, yeah, that's true. Who cares that's whether true. it's real or not, as long as it's well, just real for that moment? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right, for that, that moment. That's, that's the way we've got to see it. And then they take the signage yeah, down. Yeah, 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 and we just pass a law that no one is to refer to Leichhardt Oval for the next month under pain of a $100,000 fine and six months jail. Peter Volandis is rugby league. Peter Volandis is a great Australian. Wrapped in the blood-soaked flag of Anzac, a giant who builds our dreams, painted in the true colours of Rugby League. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. You know, uh, we were talking before about the problem of moving AFL players around the place. Mm. You know, before that happened, this is, this is you know, you think the murderer gets away with everything. He doesn't. Mm. Sydney Swans chairman Andrew Pridham, who I know, yep. has issued an ominous warning that AFL could become rugby union if it fails to keep investing in New South Wales and Queensland. It could become rugby union? Do you know what I mean? People think they... Whoa, that that's a... Just 
It's a hell of a call. Doesn't that send a chill down your spine? It certainly does. Pritam stressed the AFL was facing considerably stiffer competition from the Volandis era of NRL. Mm. Well, that's rugby league, mm. which he said had got the jump on the AFL by returning a fortnight earlier from COVID hiatus, yes. taking advantage of flagging fortunes of rugby union. Pritam said some people in Victoria falsely believed the AFL was in a position of strength in the northern states. Uh. It's going to be in a position of strength in the northern states soon. Anyway, while huge leaps had been made over the four decades, dot, 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 yeah. that amazes is a relative sense of rugby union in both financial and player sense. Mm. The number of people playing at schools, going to watch games, the engagement with the community has dropped substantially. Gee. Now, he said that um, a lot of... Uh, People naturally gravitated the AFL. Pridham, who along with fellow club chairs Eddie Maguire, Jeff Kennett, Peter Gordon, was co-opted onto an AFL crisis cabinet to deal with the impact of pandemic. I knew nothing about this. The crisis cabinet. When was it? How long has it been sitting? Well, the missing name is Big Jim Molan. There. Yes. Now, well, but I assume he'd be welcome. He, he certainly would be welcome. Yeah. I mean, he's a, a bloke who knows defence. Yes. Especially when it came to a Bren gun mm-hmm. mounted on a you know sure. on a hill. Yep. Now, we've got much stronger competition now. The NRL, which is the dominant code, is getting stronger. They've got jump on the AFL in terms of, et cetera, television audiences. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the murderer's time is coming to the end? Or do you think What that do you this... mean his, his mission is completed? Well, do you mean in that sense? Imagine or do you that. Think, or do you think maybe these... If you said to this me... This war cabinet, so to speak, surely the number one agenda would be the murderer... Has to go. Has to go. Yeah, but... Get this. You know how we say COVID will change everything? Yeah. If you said to me at the start of the lockdown, one thing will happen is the AFL will become rugby union. Yeah. I mean, I I, I wouldn't have believed you. I, you can hear the silence. Yeah. You can hear. Totally. No words. Yeah. No words. No words. No words. No words. No. Well, are they reaching out, HG, to, say, John Eels? Could John Eels advise them on how, how not to become rugby union? Terps, Mytho, Bleach and Hand Sanitizer in equal parts. Try it. What have you got to lose? This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, Yes, uh, Roy, just changing the subject slightly. Look, uh, this is from a couple of weeks ago. It concerns the weight of jockeys. Now, previous weeks we've been belting into jockeys because they were using the whip too much. And I think a lot of people liked your idea that, you know, overuse of the whip meant the jockey got 100 lashes. Well, as many as he meted out, he receives. Yes, that's right. He or she, yep. Now, lightweight jockey Dean Yandel, um, he's made a call to permanently raise the minimum weight, not to permanently raise the minimum weight once the racing gets through the COVID panic pandemic situation. Right. It's not gone down with uh, got not gone down well with other riders. Right. Now you may recall that the minimum was raised earlier this year from fifty-four to fifty-six kilograms mm. for day meetings and from fifty-five to fifty-six kilograms for night meetings to help take pressure off jockeys. Right. Now the pressure's got to do with all sorts of different things for a jockey, like the immune system. Mm. If there's a bit more weight it means the immune system operates more effectively and obviously Is that true? more I'm making that up. Ah. Uh, no, well, well I don't know. There may be medical evidence for it, HG. You mean the obese citizens in our community have a stronger immune system than those who are... I don't are... think it quite works like oh. that. It's the, the wasting people who are more affected. Ah. Not by bulking up. Right. But the wasters. Yeah, people in... who are dieting too aggressively. Correct. 
Yes. Because one of the things that goes is the... Is your immune system. Yeah. I, I had no idea. So they're more prone to getting flus and colds Correct. and sniffles. And, and, yeah, and obviously COVID. That's yeah. why they raised the weight. So yeah. the weights went up 54 to 56. So if you look in the paper today, mm. you'll see all the jockeys, the minimum weight is 56 kilograms. 56 kilograms. Now, okay. Yendel, obviously taking big rides down in the weights, has spoken out against any potential, potential rise in the minimum weights. Mm. Um uh, to make it harder for this would make it harder, in his opinion, for nat- natural lightweights. Oh. However, plenty of other jockeys have taken to, you know, obviously built it into him on social media. Yeah. For instance, uh, <clears throat> Ben Mellum, well known person who we've talked about before because of his controversial betting style. Oh, or, yeah. mm, I think that's fair to be fair, fair enough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He said, Yendel should, well, jockeys should get rides based on ability. And then he says, Baked Bean, meaning Yendel's obviously nickname around the place is Baked Bean, not because of the weight you are. Now, that's a bit weird because obviously it's a combination of both. Jockeys have to be lightweight Mm. as well as have ability. Mm. The trouble is that Yendel's got a bit of both. Yeah. Being a natural lightweight and yeah. having plenty of ability. Yeah. Uh, Victorian Hoop, Andrew Mallion, said, this is such a one-sided article raising the weights benefits the majority of riding riding group mm. and the current workload of riders. Anyone who thinks otherwise needs to see past their own agenda, mm. obviously referring to Dean, yeah. who's the natural lightweight. Yeah. Now, recently, um, uh, Group 1 winning hoop, Damien Thornton, threw in a couple of bobsworth. I don't see the jockeys in Sydney complaining about the weight scale. The minimum up there is 52 kilograms of metro level. Put it simply, if you can't make the weight, don't ride. Yeah. And if you want a day off because you've overworked, take it. Mm. Now, I'm not sure where that gets us, but anyway. Right. It's a thorny one, though, isn't uh, it, actually? Because often people are, are born naturally small, aren't they? And uh, they don't have to um, bulk up or diet so Do, much. I know that's true. Sorry, yes, diet. You yeah, know, they're just naturally small. Now, now, hmm. what Look, do we do with with our tubby jockeys? I mean, what becomes of them? Well, that's an interesting question. A lot of people would leave the industry because they're <laughs> tubbed up, <laughs> and I know that trainers are on the lookout for people who might tub up in yeah. later life. Now, I'll give you an example of that. Yeah. Mick D, he, quite a successful jockey. He said, we are jockeys, which means we are meant to be light. It goes hand in hand with the job. If you want the weights raised because you can't ride the weight range, then maybe get a new job. Right. Now, Jamie Mott wasn't going to let this go. He said, what? Wait till you hit puberty? Might see it a little differently then. Gee, that's a shot across the bow. isn't it? Because Mickey D is obviously much older than, what, yeah. 13, say. yeah. I've always felt the natural weight that I like to see a jockey at is 48 kilos. Especially if they're a little bit wiry and strong, you know, mm. able to belt something. What? So you want someone 48 k's who's, who's wiry and... Has a lot of muscle. Has a lot of muscle. A couple of guns. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. 48. Yeah, 48. Well, these, these people are riding at 56. Yeah, I know. They're monsters, aren't they? <laughs> Absolute monsters. Yeah, mm. I don't know where where we what will happen here, but it is an interesting problem. You know, that's you know, the... well. See, back in the old days, I mean, kids, kids. Uh, I mean, with the with the ancient Greeks with their horse riders, their, their riders, mm. they were children. I know, I know. So they stopped when they hit puberty. Yeah. Now that goes to the. Yeah. Uh, see, it's a, for many, you, you've got to say to them, "Well, it's not natural," especially when they're you know old speak about six feet four. 
and they're struggling to stay under to, 52. To, make, to stay under 52. Or 48. And they're you. not looking healthy at all. No. Not no. at all. You have and, to say, and they're give weak. They're, you've, you've got to say, you anemic. Take up something else. Yeah. You've got to say. Yeah. But if they've like, got their like heart set on it, yeah. I mean, it's a very cruel trainer who gets the jockey aside and says, look, this is not for you. Isn't now, it? Well, you had to but, do but that. But someone's got to do that. You I had, had to do that. I've had to do that plenty of times. You know, blokes would, you know, present themselves and say, I want to ride the king. I'd say, get on the, you know, let's weigh you. Sorry, mate, you're 98 kilos. Bugger off. You would have Harness racing is committed to zero emissions by 2050. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, one of the things, of course, is that with the uh, kerfuffle in the AFL and the low mm. scoring and so on, mm. people, a lot of people are coming up with, and I think this is partly acknowledging the threat of rugby league, which has yeah. got a, uh, I can't remember the scores being better. I mean, that uh, bigger cheese, SPC, two fruit, a thousand points in a season, million dollar challenge, that's still alive. It is. Now, people are wanting more scores in the AFL. They are. I always accuse Channel 7 of wanting more ads, really, so they, because they play an ad after every goal. Mm-hmm. And so they're not getting much bang for their buck that they're expending uh, on no, the rides. No, it must be I... very disappointing at the board meetings when they think, how's the yeah. AFL going? Yeah. Oh, well, they only had a... Uh, in the last month, we've only scored six goals. That's six ads. Six... Oh, that's rubbish, isn't it? I know. You can't, you can't run a business that way. Now... Has lo- anyone had a word to the players? <laughs> Well, look, there's a lot of... Are they trying to kill, you know, commercials, commercial networks? Is that what the... Well... It's part of the murderous scheme? I think so, his big plan. Now, get this. Uh, Kerry Packer, when he was alive, he came up with a suggestion of five forwards, five in the middle and five at the uh, as defenders. Mm -hmm. So that would drop three out of playing. Right. Now, that's very common. Now, a suggestion of reducing the number of... um, Oh, from players. 18 to 16 or something. Yeah, 18 to 16. And then yeah. you get Warney's suggestions, which mm. are things like no kicking backwards and oh, zones. No kicking backwards. Who, who would umpire this? How could you do this? What if it appears to go forwards off the boot but then swings back? I mean, yeah. you've got the same problems that you find with forward passes in rugby league. They don't need that. And let's face it, in rugby league, yeah. you're playing... All the players are moving up the field together. They are. To pass the ball backwards, yep. forwards, wherever they want to go, not forwards as in, yep. but as you progress. Yep. So at least you've got, and you've got a touchy who's running alongside where the player keeping is. Keeping an eye on things, yeah. yeah. keeping an eye yeah, on it'd things. It'd be very difficult to do. You'd have to have 100 umpires, you know, with theodolites. And how would you go with the backwards kicking? The same problem. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you would. Right. Sorry, that's what Yeah, that's what I'm getting That's yeah. what I'm getting at. You'd have yeah. to have someone... Measuring the angles all the time and no. giving the thumbs up. Oh, no, no, it's unworkable. And what do you think of zones? Well, again, I think well, again, you were what, 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 are players limited can't move, leave the zone? Are they going to be, you yeah. know, red paint? You've got to stay in the red paint area. If you're caught out of that, it's a free. Is that how it works? Now, in netball. Isn't the problem, isn't the problem, HG? We, we've discussed this before. Endlessly. That players, when they're caught with the ball, aren't getting freeze. I know. There's no, I mean, a lot of people putting emphasis on defence, mm-hmm. but there's no reward for the defence. No. Now, that comes to um, Hawthorne coach, Clarko. Clarko, yes. Who had a go at the beginning of the week yeah. saying the football was unwatchable. On, well, he's it, he's it, absolutely right. Yeah. They got 69 tackles yes. in their match. How many freeze? None. None. 
None. Well, see, that's unheard of. I oh, know. It's just madness, isn't it? It is madness. Now, I do think that the umpires are struggling, yeah. and I think they're struggling in the same way as everybody's sort of struggling because yeah. there's so much going on that it's yes. hard to focus on the thing that's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. But it is difficult to know how this is going to resolve itself elegantly. Yeah, because I, I, I agree. I agree that, that, that it's heading in the direction of rugby union. Yeah. Now, can I point out that my solution has got nothing to do with changing the rules, but no. having less teams because then you'd have a better quality of player. Oh, I see. Okay. So instead what, of four, zonal... te- four teams. Well, that's not bad. Four a good teams. start. <laughs> Rugby League supports NATO, the CSIRO, the ANZUS Pact and the World Health Organisation. No other sport has made such a commitment. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, now, uh, Roy, um, obviously a lot of interest in the um, Sydney Olympics 20 years on and uh, a little bit of shrinkage here uh, for the listeners. Uh, the uh, dream, week one... On VHS, still in shrink wrap. Plus week two. No way. Yes, week two as well. So that's a double dose of dream with Roy and HG. Now, obviously all the big names are there, uh, you know, Fatso, uh, Eric Musambani, the oh, yes. gymnastics coverage, the Greco-Roman, etc. Yeah. And uh, seven senior boxing commentator, Joe Bugner. Joe Bugner. Urs Bergler. Urs Bergler. <laughs> that would be there, yeah. yeah. And Roland Garner. Is ah. that like the uh, the chap who won gold in Sydney after I think it might have been Urs who had a twelve year domination of the Greco Roman heavyweight. He did, and then all of a sudden, um, Rulon Gunda yeah came burst out, out of nowhere. Burst out of nowhere, exactly. Mm. And then he ended up mm. uh, maybe two year, two or three years later trapped in some sort of problem with the snowmobile. He had in the to middle cut of his summer. own hand off. Yes, to get out. To get out, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He did. That reminds me, HG. Um, just that story. I hadn't thought of this in a long time. I remember great jockey in Lithgow, Terry Brennan. Yes. Couldn't and, he ride? Beautiful oh, hands. Beautiful hands. And not shy of the shillelagh either. No, no, no. No, he, he, he you know, had weight issues. I yeah. accept that. Yeah, most jockeys but he, But he was strong. strong. He could really hit. He could draw blood with every blow. Mm. Perfect. Um, if he wanted to. You know, he had that amount of control. Well, he had a light touch too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he, he could have a light touch if he wanted to, but uh, with his weight issues, it got to him. It really got to him, and I remember when he had his leg amputated to get his weight down, and it affected his balance. His, his balance. Oh, yeah. yeah, but he sort of, I don't know, worked out a way of doing it, um, and he had some success with uh, being a unidexter on the on the on the horse. Um, he rode with his hips, didn't he? He was and very much a hippie, hippie you, rider. Remember, of course, he went through that series of operations where mm. instead of bulking up at the back, which is very common at the moment, yeah. fashionable at the moment, yeah. he had it shaved off. He did. And, but he, he couldn't get the weight down enough. No, no, and that, that's why he had one leg yeah, taken off. Yeah, I understand. Off. But when he had the second leg taken off um, and he kept falling off, well, that's when he had to draw draw the end. But, but terrific bloke and, uh, and such a dedicated. And stories. Stories. Great stories. Yes. Remember Great. that? I think he was dead heated once with uh, Fraxus Bruce Woodus, who was smoking at the time. He was. And riding and he smoking. He was the smoking jockey. Yeah, smoking jockey, the smoking jockey. People used to love they'd come along because sometimes, uh, if it was a longer race, he, he could actually roll one <laughs> and light it. Yeah. 
and during the, the race. I and mean, the, it was astonishing to watch and the, the control. I know the control was unbelievable. And of course, is the smoky on the smoky? Yes, you know, etc. Was a cry yeah. often heard around the tracks. And that wonderful thing where he, uh, well, they weren't sure whether he won or lost because he breathed out a a plume of, of smoke. smoke. As they went across the That's line right. and masked the yes, developed yeah. print. Who won by a head? Who won by yeah, a nose? Yeah, nobody yeah. knew. Yeah. That was beautiful to see, and crowds got right behind him. You know, everyone would go with a matchbox and lift the matchbox up as he went by, shaking it. Remember that? <laughs> the noise. The noise. It was like a thousand cicadas yes. in the middle of winter. That's right. And then you know, someone goes silly and light a bonfire, and there were a thousand bonfires, and the bloody. And then the- the fire brigade brigade had come in and to suspend the racing for another month. You know, it was oh, they were the days. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we'll have to move on. Of course, we could reminisce forever, but uh, oh, the prize, the prize is the dreams. Week one and week two on VHS. Right. The question is, HG, uh, what should we rename Leichhardt Oval for the duration of the World Cup? What should we rename Leichhardt Oval for the duration of the World Cup? Australians, these are rugby league heroes we should never forget. Kevin Hardwick, Steve Edmund, Tulson Tollett, Horry Hastings, Lord Ted Goodwin and Brett Horsnell. All remembered fondly with thoughts and prayers on Bludging on the Blind Side. Bludging on the Blind Side and we've got a prize in the air. Roy, who are we talking to? Yeah, we're joined by Gary from Tweed Heads. How are you there, Gary? Yeah, good day, boys. Having a good day, yeah. Yeah, good. Gary, what would draw us to Tweed Heads? What, list your five oh. top or three top things to oh, do. Even one top thing well, would be. at the moment I suppose it's the border closure. Right. Oh, is that fun to watch? Would, would people well, trying, gather around trying watch? Trying to get across the border. Mm. And how do you cope with that? Have you got a special pass or do you have to fill out yeah. something on the online to get a certificate to allow you to go backwards and forwards? Yeah, no, we've got to we've got to get a pass. Yeah, that's been going on for a couple of months now. So um, we're onto our third pass, I think. Actually, yep, we're onto the G. We've got to get a G now. Right. And are are you likely to be seeing footballers, AFL footballers, in bigger numbers in your area? Yeah, well, possibly. Uh, Warwick Cappers up here, as it's you know, like as you've alluded to before. But um, okay, okay, has he got a pass? I'm not sure. No, um, I suppose I suppose he'd be he'd be recognised by the constabulary and the uh, yeah. army. So yeah, I suppose he'd have an automatic pass. Now on this pass, can you you know give it to a mate to use? No, 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 definitely not. No, you've got to you've got to apply to your own. Yeah, what, what does the pass have your photograph on it? No, no photograph, just your detail. So I suppose you could you could pass it on, but they're supposed to be non-transferable. No, I know that. But if a mate said to you, "Look, you know, I'll give you a bottle of Carayo if I can, <laughs> <laughs> if I can borrow your pass for a, a day." Well, it's a bottle of Carayo. What <laughs> last time? 80, 86, I suppose they're worth a few hundred bucks now. I suppose you'd do it. Yeah. You'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now and the. I know the border is um, obviously, you know, designed to prevent people from moving around willy-nilly. When you go to the uh, border to go into Queensland, what's the sort of wait like at a normal time of the day? Like if you went at two in the morning, I suppose you can go in fairly quickly. But what happens on peak hour? I mean, is there a big queue? Oh, big, yeah, big, big long line up. Um, probably I went through the other night. I was going over to, to Kira and it probably took me 45 minutes. And how long does it normally take you? 
Well, it wouldn't well, take him any time. Morning at six, and I was I was in, a, in through in five minutes. So. Right. And would people yeah. have um, say commitments? They'd live on one side of the border, like in Tweed Heads, and work in say Coolangatta. I mean, that would be fairly common. Or the kids go to school in Queensland. Is, is that... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That, that causes un, untold trouble. Yeah, but um, Are people getting yeah. worn out, worn out by it, Gary. I think so. They I think are. I think they've just had about a, a, enough of it. People have had enough. And is it because Victoria is people blaming Victoria because of it or for it? Well, the, the Victorians aren't aren't allowed up here at the moment. No. So, so do you keep your any... eye out for Victorian number plates? No. Well, there's a few getting around, yeah, but I think they're um, yeah. the, the, the cops are onto it. Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> I know what to look for. <laughs> Right. Okay. Well, and um, now let's see. Would Tweed Heads have its own rugby league team? And if it if it does, what? Who would be the opponents? Well, Tweed Tweed Heads have got the Tweed Heads Seagulls. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, they were part of the Giants. Came from here. Yeah, Giants. I remember them. Yes. And and now, obviously, we've got the Titans. But we've our local comp is the the Tweed Heads Seagulls are the local team. Right. Uh Do they do they feed into the Titans? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I think, okay. So they are. I think a some of their players come from there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. And are you a ty- Titans freak? Do you? I mean, have you got the the merchandise? No, not not really. I'm originally from from um, Five Dock in Sydney, so I'm a Tiger. You're oh, a Tiger. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, that Tiger makes sense. Supporter. Yes. Well, let Roy uh, set out the question. and Have a swing at it. Yeah. Well, this will mean something to you then, Gary, being a Tiger supporter. What should we rename Leichhardt Oval for the duration of the World Cup? Well, I'll always know it as like at Oval, but for the duration of the World Cup, the Sam Kerr Field, I think, is a good one. Yes. That's absolutely Sam right. Kerr Look, Field. we'll get these uh, uh, VHSs of the Dream Week 1 and Week 2 into the mail and they'll be there as soon as the Post can get them in your direction to tweet heads. Now, and somebody's pointed out, HG, that Kerr, as in Sam Kerr, it starts with the 11th letter of the alphabet. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I guess just no end to this stuff. 11ism. It's taken over. This is Bludgeon on the Blind Side. The murderer knows people. People like Scott Cam, Shotgun McKenzie, Peter Evans and Max Verstappen. Join the dots, Australia. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Roy, you know, players would go no, to no end to take advantage. And this uh, was came across our desk a couple of weeks ago, but you've been so busy we haven't get a chance to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brighton's Shane Duffy has revealed <clears throat> what's described here as one of the most bizarre superstitions in the foot in football. Mm-hmm. He's got a lucky toilet. A lucky toilet. Hmm. He picks a cube, cubicle when he arrives at the away dressing room and then religiously ensures he only he only uses and only that one for the rest of the day. I'm not sure how often he goes, but let's say he goes 15 times. Yeah, he might get nervous, H.G. He, he could, yeah. Know. It'll be the same at Old Trafford when Albion visit uh, on Saturday, mm. looking for a third win in the row over Manchester United. Now, with Duffy following a routine that has brought Brighton three away wins in league and cup... Mm. And him three goals on the road. It started a couple of years ago, 
said the Republic of Ireland defender. This is Shane Duffy. I like to pick a lucky toilet at away games. If there are three cubicles and somebody's in one, I have to wait. Mm. Sometimes I'll move people across to say, get out of there, even though others are empty, as in, you know, use the next one along. It's weird, I know, but all the boys know about it. Mm. I don't pick uh, which cubicle until I get to the ground and then I stick to it. Mm. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite common, I think, actually. I remember... Stomp, of course, Stomp famously would only use the one toilet in our changing rooms mm-hmm. there at the recreation ground in Lithgow. Um, but uh, disturbingly for many of us, he insisted and he used it a lot because he got nervous. We all did. But mm. he, wow. That's how he expressed his nerves in terms of toilet work. Um, he insisted, though, that he wouldn't flush until the end of the season. Jeepers, creepers. That must have put a burden on the plumbing. It sure did. I mean... It put a burden on the atmosphere. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> you know? Could have cut You'd have to get him aside and say, listen, stop, this is getting a little bit silly. Don't you flush! He'd say, you know. Mm-hmm. And if someone did flush, he wouldn't put in. Is that right? Yeah. What I found extremely disturbing about so that story... often, often grassy, grassy would have to come with stuff he'd found just to make it look as if nobody would flushed it. But Stomp was aware. He'd say, that's not mine. <laughs> now, what was even more disturbing was when there was a, a proposal to renovate, oh, yeah. Stomp wanted to take the toilet with him. He did. I think he ended up with that yeah, toilet. at his place. He did. Yeah. Yeah. It's me lucky it's stall. Proud. That's my lucky, yeah. He used to call it stool storage. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? It is. <laughs> you know... I suppose a lot of kids, when they came, younger players, came into the Shamrock system, <laughs> such as it was, would have been put off by thinking, wow, these, these people are really stupid. What am I doing here? Well, you know. Well, Grass, after he'd had a few carayas, he used to think that, you know, <laughs> he used to think that, you know, Stomp's activities actually was attracting a lot of sickos oh, to the club. Perbs. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, I suppose there's a name for it. Yeah, there would be. There would be. Yeah. Um, Scared of abandonment or something like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't Where know. Do they people, go? people who get um, excited by stoolage. Um, yeah. Well, the, the one thing is, though, is that the one thing that was, was great was that you always had somebody who, never mind how weird things got, you felt mm. was weirder than you in, yeah. in the Shamrocks. Oh, that's true. I mean, that, well, that's how we drew our comfort. Yeah. Actually, yeah. See, in the, they, those opening scenes of the Shambles, you know, the, the doco, yeah. your final year with the Shamrocks, and those very moving images of mm. uh, Stomp in action. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they will live with me forever. Yes. And they, to me, say what rugby league's about. They are. They are. Well, you know. I mean, the, the, the solution ended up being an elegant one, HG. We, we just changed the changing rooms around so that the visitors used what used to be our regular room. And Stomp still insisted on using that toilet. And, and they, they just had to live with it. So we turned the, weakness, turned the weakness into a total strength. <laughs> you know? And did he flush for the whole season? No, he didn't no, flush till the, no, end, of the end of the season. No, oh, no, that was a terrific night when, when the flush occurred. Yeah, the flush when the flush occurred. But it got, uh, it got so challenging in there that, you know, a lot of the visiting teams at half time wouldn't go into their dressing room. I know. You know, they just sit outside in the cold and, you know, people gobbed on them and threw, threw stuff at them. Yeah. That, that was more pleasant than being, you know, by Stomp's stoolage. 
could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year, Toby Green, be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. Roy, are you worried about the blowouts in rugby league scores? I mean, I know we occasionally sort of mm. pass over this because it seems to me an odd result of the COVID yeah. protocols is that yeah. there's some whopping scores. I was noticing uh, we're watching replay of Parramatta in the background here oh, last yeah. night. I mean, they, it was quite a good first half, but then the uh, Eels ran right away within the second oh, they half. they did, didn't they? Yeah, and they did. I'm just wondering if you mm. could see a way, you know, Volander's idea, and let's face it, I don't want to give the bloke ideas because he's got so many of his own, mm. a handicapping system. Oh, so well, So you might have found idea. last night yeah. that the, uh, let's see, the, the uh, Cowboys have to get a 10-point start. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, or, that, that, or, that's something to look at. I, 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 I'm sure your gambling services, they'd be the ones to provide some update some on that. Update on or that. some insight in or that. Or intelligence or a, yeah. a way of, 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 of approaching it. Um, I, I just think, HG, that uh, that some clubs have adapted to rugby league. Yes. And some okay. clubs are still playing rugby league. Yeah, no, I accept this. I accept and this. And I think that's the difference. I, I yeah. think uh, Green with the Cowboys is he's, he's singing from the wrong hymn sheet. Yeah, he is. He and is. so they're playing very much an old – it's like last year's – Model, yeah, isn't it? It is. Whereas the, the the adaptive clubs, the clever coaches who've made the jump, they made the jump and made the mm. leap to the new vision, the new mm. style. They're really giving these these other teams a toweling, and I think that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna and see. That, co- that's in part the problem with the Broncos. And it, indeed, it is. And of course, you get, do get the uh, other side of the story in the yeah. Roosters v the Storm, yeah, which is obviously a very exciting game, probably the game of the season so far, mm. Mm. Um, and uh, certainly one that restored a lot of. Credibility to the storm, yes. who yeah. seem to be a bit wayward. Now, what will be interesting is is if when they go into the hubs, both in the AFL and mm. uh, and uh, the rugby league, yeah. to see whether hubbing up will mm. make a big difference to the uh, concentration, to the scoring, to the yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. I'm hoping the hubby up will will cause a learning exchange. Yes. So you'll get some, you know, yes. cross pollination, cross fertilisation of ideas between AFL and rugby league. Well, it's a lovely idea, Roy, yeah. and we'll have to leave that for another week. Right. Uh, remember, of course, the podcast. Uh, just simply go to the ABC Listen app, and you yeah. can hear all the disappointment. Sam the Kerr show. Oval, yes. eleven letters. I don't need to say anything more, do I? Because I've simply got no words. Join us next week for more bludging on the blind side. Bye, bye, Australia. See ya. Remember Dean Schiffel, Skiffer, Schiffer, Schiffer, Schifferlitty, Jeremy Schloss, Charlie Saab, Matt Utai and Rod Slater, rugby league heroes never forgotten on Bludging on the Blind Side. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.